The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his apostles, whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take up his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Whoever receives you receives me. And whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. Whoever receives a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever receives a righteous man because he is a righteous man will receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever gives only a cup of cold water to one of these little ones to drink because the little one is a disciple, amen, I say to you, he will surely not lose his reward. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, happy 4th of July, not so much weekend, right? We're gonna roll into Monday and Tuesday. I hope everybody's excited about what the 4th of July is gonna offer you. I hope above all, it's just an opportunity to be with family, be with friends, maybe an opportunity for rest, some good food. But when we think about the 4th of July, right, we can think about the word of freedom, right? What a gift it is to be free. Jesus himself said, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Jesus Christ himself also said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So to understand freedom, the true meaning of freedom from this perspective of the person of Jesus Christ who is truth incarnate. Truth himself. Now we heard our Lord said that whoever receives me, receives you, receives me. Whoever receives you, receives me. So he said that to his apostles who he's speaking to. And he was preparing the hearts of his apostles way before the Holy Spirit came, after his crucifixion, after his resurrection, ascension to heaven, when they were locked up in the upper room, wondering, how do we do it? What do we do it? He told us everything, but we're a little afraid. We don't know where to go. We don't know what to do. And then the Holy Spirit came and it was like set their hearts on fire. And then they moved out with trust in our Lord. And they moved out proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. They moved out in the four corners of the world as ambassadors of Christ. Disciples of our Lord with the good news to share to hopefully introduce people to the one who is the truth. There's a great document in the church written by 
St. John Paul II. And the document, I mean, if you like settle down in the evening to read it, I promise you, you'll probably fall asleep pretty quick. But if you kind of digest it over time, it, it's just packed with such richness to focus on. And the document encyclical is called Veritatus Splendor, the splendor of truth. The splendor of truth. And he goes into it in an aspect of it. He speaks about freedom. He speaks about freedom. So there's a quote in there that he has, which is the following. We'll put it up on the screen for you. But it was, it's this. Freedom, Christian perspective of freedom. Freedom consists not in doing what we like, but in having the right to do what we ought. You will know the truth and the truth will know, set you free. To know Jesus Christ is a quick and certain path towards freedom. St. John Paul II, if you read all his works, and there's a lot of them, he wrote a lot, but I'll sum it all up in two simple phrases. First one is, man, woman, Boy, girl, fulfills themselves in love. We fulfill ourselves in love, in loving as Christ taught us to love. So a fulfilled life at the end of life, when it's all said and done, when we can take nothing with us, is truly gonna be the way in which we loved others loved God, loved others, and loved ourselves, even maybe in a moment of suffering or difficulty. So man, woman, boy, girl, fulfills himself in love. The second is this. Jesus Christ reveals man to himself. Jesus Christ reveals man, woman, boy, girl to themselves. By coming to know Jesus, by coming to know the truth, he who is truth, we learn about ourselves. We learn about ourselves. So then what's freedom all about? Well, there's two kind of competing thoughts on freedom. The vast majority of us, if not all of us, We've drunk the Kool-Aid our whole life and you may not even think that you have this idea of freedom in your heart because we just kind of, it's like the air you breathe. Freedom from. Freedom from any constraints that are gonna not let me do what I wanna do. A freedom of license to be able to do whatever it is you wanna do. That would be considered in the writings of John Paul II when he spoke about it as a negative view of freedom. Freedom from any constraints, anything restricting me from doing whatever I want. Freedom for is different from freedom from. Freedom for is a positive view of freedom. So let me put it in perspective for you, you children, okay? If you're in elementary school or maybe just start middle school, you may very well have one road going and one road coming. 
In other words, you have guardrails in your life. Yes, you have to come in at a certain time at night, even though you want to stay out late into the night and play all these games with your friends and catch flyer flyers and do all that stuff. Time to come in, or time for a nap, or time to eat, or time to go, or time to come. All this stuff coming, where your parents are guarding, so they put guardrails in your life. As you get maybe to high school, or a little older, it goes to maybe two lanes. Hey, pretty cool, got some responsibility, I got keys, got everything, okay. So I can change lanes now, I can go here and go there, but you got two lanes, but there's still some guardrails. The first experience of, as what my dad would call, true emancipation, my father wrote me a letter when I was a freshman in college. It made me cry, us guys don't like to say it, but I read it on the shore of a beach at a college retreat, and I cried. And he said, you know, son, in the letter, he said, son, you know, the hardest thing for any parent to do is to drop their child off at kindergarten. But the most excruciating, difficult thing for a parent to do is to drop them off for their first time to college or whatever it is, their next step after they finally leave the house. Because at that moment, all the guardrails are off. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like you got Audubon right in front of you, go as fast as you want, do whatever you want, go whoa, whoa, go every which way direction, right? But if you know you're crossing a bridge and there's no guardrails, because kick them off, you are free to drive wherever you want to drive. But one thing about our freedom is, is we're not always consequences of our We can do whatever we want, but the consequences of our actions, we're not free. We're free to run a red light, we're free to do this, but if we lose our license, all of a sudden we can't drive now. So I would not recommend taking the guardrails off the bridge going over the water because, woo, but you're free to drive. So what happens in those moments of great emancipation in college and those moments maybe when you're first out of the house is this perspective of, hold a sec, I'm off at college or I'm away from home, I'm starting a job. Now all that I've learned in my life, I'm free for becoming all I can become and so if I have a job, that means I gotta get up and go to work. That means I need to earn some stuff. And then also, oh yeah, I found this out real quick when I was a young adult and just got out of uh, college. And I know there's some young adults here because I can always tell you young adults because you may be sitting in the back or by yourself or whatever. And I'm so proud of y'all. I'm always impressed. I'm like, like in the temple, Jesus sees the widow with the widow's might. I see young adult and I'm not gonna point any out, right? But I almost wanna get up from the chair and go back and shake their hand and say hello and say, God, you're awesome because you're here. You've come. Because what happens is you kind of find yourself in a city and you're a young adult and you're out of college and you're working on all this stuff and then all of a sudden everything that your parents prayed for and tried to do kind of taught us and then we find ourselves, whether in college, whether as a young adult, starting to put those guardrails back up Starting to put them back up. Well, I need to study. I need to do this because I need to stay in school. I need to work a job. I need to do this. And for me, it was hard. I'd call my mom and I'd say, Mom, you mean I really have to pay for the stuff that cleans the bathroom in the kitchen? I mean, I got to pay for that stuff now? Really? I mean, and, and laundry? That costs money, Mom. Well, son, go do it. Detergent? I got to pay for detergent? Welcome to the real world, son. That was hard, right? But then you start to put up these guardrails in your life and they do that. Now what happens? What happens in life, which is beautiful, right? Freedom four. Freedom four, maybe you meet that special person like the, 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 the couple that I helped with their marriage prep here in their beautiful story. And now, all of a sudden, 
together is they're starting to put even more guardrails up. We're now married, so now I gotta check in with my spouse when I'm gonna leave work and when I'm gonna do this because it's not just about me. My life just isn't about me. It's about loving a significant other, right? And then all of a sudden, God introduced children. And then all of a sudden, all those guardrails get tighter and tighter. And so sometimes like mom and dad are just giving us one road going and one road coming, but it's no different for parents because your parents' children are sacrificing for you. It'd be easier for them to just go off and, you know, I want to be free from any kind of commitment to anything else so I can live as I wish. But they're free for fulfillment in life through loving their family, through giving of themselves, through laying down their lives. You see, freedom for those guardrails are to help us in our life to arrive to the other side. What makes it beautiful is when we see focus not so much on rules, but on relationship. Rules without relationship result in rebellion. I'm not gonna follow it. But rules with relationship say, ah, now you're explaining the why the guardrails are up. This is it. It may take some time to learn that. So we're free for pursuing virtue. We're free for pursuing the person who is truth, Jesus Christ, and allow him to guide our hearts, which has guided y'all here this evening. Right, so when we look at this quote, freedom consists not in doing what we like, but in having the right to do what we ought. That's when we're gonna be fulfilled. Now I'm gonna close with something that says, nothing to do with the homily, okay? Nothing to do with the homily. I'm gonna give a brief little story of St. John Paul II where you heard about him. He didn't just write the stuff and talk about it. He lived it. Remember when he was shot? And he went in years later into the prison and Atta, who shot him, who wasn't even a Christian, who shot him, who was in prison, John Paul II went into pr prison to give him an experience of someone who didn't talk about being Christian or wasn't a pope, he didn't send somebody, he saw himself as the one who needed to go in there and he sat down with him and he loved him and through that expression of love, it was powerful. And though he was behind bars for his crime, St. John Paul II, by going in there and forgiving him, he set him free in his heart. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. He had the courage to go see the person who tried to kill him, look him in the eye and say, I forgive you, Jesus loves you, you are where you are, but I'm here and I came into this prison to tell you that I forgive you. That's an encounter with the truth. St. John Paul II brought the truth into that prison, into a place of darkness and brought light through his forgiveness and through his love of the person who tried to kill him. Now, permit me to close with this. It's an infomercial, it's a commercial. I got a priest friend of mine who has his whole church renting out a movie theater. And he's a high school chaplain in Wisconsin. And he's rented out a movie theater for the movie, The Sound of Freedom. If you hadn't heard about The Sound of Freedom, you may wanna Google it and look it up, The Sound of Freedom. It's all about a movie that's coming out tomorrow, going 4th of July and going through, 
and it's about a scourge in this world of ours that goes unseen by the eye of the vast majority of people. And the scourge is this, the human trafficking of children. The reality of the human trafficking of children. People talked about the tragedies of years ago, which were, but there's one far greater and a far horrendous, the human trafficking of little ones, of children. For what? For all the stuff that goes on the internet that we describe simply in one word, pornography. Might be big for the kids, little ones. But it's stuff that tries to rob the purity of the root, the heart. And what it does is it, that can create a prison within a heart. And the greatest market for that, in which those children are used for that, the greatest market for that is the United States of America. What a shame. It's not anything we should do to wag a finger at people to go out there and point fingers at us because when it's the notion of to understand that there truly is a certain degree of darkness going on and we have a great mission to bring light into that. To think that children are taken from countries and whisked to another country. And it literally says that you can go out and sell cocaine in the street once but a child you can sell multiple times than that. Horrible. So to pray for that, to support things like that, Hollywood didn't want that movie out there because it's speaking the truth because it's based off a true story. Based off a true story. You'll know the truth and the truth will set you free and the key heart of that is children, God's children are not for sale. Jesus said, anyone who takes one of these little ones and does anything wrong to them, it's better a millstone's cast around their neck and you're cast into the sea. So that's, a, that's just a movie out there. Just put it out there. Um, if you get a chance to Google it or figure out about it and go for it. But that's something worth packing the theaters about. That's something worth sending a message about to say that we're about bringing about a true culture of life in our country and world. Jesus is the way. The way is charity. It's a narrow way. Jesus is the life and Jesus is the truth. And we can't be neutral Christians. Can't be neutral. We have to see Jesus and follow Jesus. So my brothers and sisters in Christ, that's just the info there. It's called the, the sound of freedom. I'm going tomorrow and I'm going I'm going uh, 4th of July. I got my tickets even if I don't go because I want to support the cause. Because it's a worthy cause. Sound of freedom. So let us maybe just close with this homily with just a Hail Mary. Right with a Hail Mary and the power of prayer. And when I had the mass earlier today, one mom came out and said, Father, I got to show you this video. It was a pastor talking about a parishioner who was running in his neighborhood, heard the ambulances going, and he said, I'm not a doctor, I can't do anything for this person, but he said, in his heart, I will pray one Hail Mary for that person, whoever it is, I don't know, and he prayed that Hail Mary while he was running, 
And then two weeks later, he went on a run, run around, and the lady comes out from her house and says, hey, you, come here, come here, you, come here right now. The guy came over and she said, you were running by here two weeks ago, and I was in an ambulance, and I was dying. And Jesus appeared to me, and he stuck his hand out and says, you will live. And on his hand was your face, was your face. The power of prayer, the power of one Hail Mary, the power of a spontaneous prayer to see someone in a stoplight who by their facial expression, by their activity, by maybe their arguing in their car, you can see that possibly not judging them, they may be locked up in a prison of suffering to pray for them, to pray for someone at work, in your place of recreation, in your neighborhoods. And I'm getting warmed up, maybe we'll go another hour here. I'm not gonna do that to you. I told you I was gonna stop with one story and I keep taking off the plane. But it's a notion of prayer. We don't need to be down, ah, ah, no. We've got the answer, the answer is Jesus. We got the light, let's bring it out to the darkness. We've got the joy, let's give it to those who are sad. We got the hope, let's give it to those who are mad. I'm rhyming. Anyways, but we got it. And he's given himself to us so we can give him to others. Because truly, whoever receives you and me, when we bring the truth of Jesus into their life, receives Jesus and receives the one who sent him. Let's not be afraid to be ambassadors of truth because the truth truly will set us free.